the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. I mean, so many, 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 many things going on right now. And the body of Christ has a significant role to play. The body of Christ, uh, by definition, in San Diego County, it's not only pastors and churches, but uh, others who are believers in the Lord, all coming together horizontally as the Lord whispers in our ear vertically, and then we obey. And if we don't have the goods to obey that particular request, we look around to our left and right and we say, hey, brother, hey, sister, do you have this calling? I want to tag with you. And all of a sudden, the church is the church, and the world is changed. And I'll tell you what, this show is something that's going to be remarkable for you. You know, Come Together San Diego, by its very name, you know, the whole intent is to bring the body of Christ together. Today, I'm going to be bringing in uh, two pastors tied to the Filipino-American churches in San Diego County and have them give you an overview about what's going on in uh, this facet of, of the body of Christ. It'll be amazing to you, especially some of the trials that they had coming to the United States, and sadly, when they look at the United States today, they see some of the similar trials going on right now in this nation. So they have a great insight on what uh, God would have us do, and I'm going to just briefly introduce them, then I'm going to bring our prayer warrior on to pray over the show. I want you to meet uh, Pastor uh, Arnel Aquino. Hey, Pastor. Hey, Kaz, how are you? And Pastor Rayon De La Fuente, how are you doing, brother? Doing great, Cass. Thank oh, you for having oh, us. We're going to have just a beyond great time. Oh, looking forward Absolutely. to it. So let, let me bring a prayer warrior on. My listening friend for over five years now for Come Together San Diego, we've had prayer warriors behind the scenes praying over every show because the prince of the power of the air thinks he's got it, but the truth is we got it Absolutely. through Jesus Christ. Yeah, so what we're going to do right now is I want to introduce you to Pastor, not Pastor, well, he's I, I have down here P.W. and I said pastor. It's not, he's not a pastor, although he is in his heart. This is Arnie Jackson. Hey, Arnie, how you doing? Hi, good. How are you, Ken? I'm very good. Would you be so kind to pray over the show? Take about a minute or two to pray over the show, and then we are going to yes. mightily launch out. Well, thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for K praise and for uh, Come Together San Diego and the ministry they provide for all of San Diego and beyond, and uh, for Pastor Arnell and Pastor Rayon, and the mighty work they're doing in San Diego. And for them, I got in the spirit uh, a Second Corinthians 1, 3-5. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in tr- trouble by the comfort that we ourselves have been comforted of God. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. 
and you know there's a tsunami coming in a way there's going to be a great uh revival i know that mm. i uh went to i've been going for years to this catholic bookstore off of mission gorge and yes. the eight and uh easter this is the first time I, i've been in there for years they were out of Bibles just about. The Catholics <laughs> are buying up the Bibles. Wow. Praise God. Praise and God. for that, yes. I, I want to say this scripture, and it is uh, uh, Hebrews 1, 14. And it says, are they not ministering spirits sent mm. forth to minister for them who shall inherit salvation? Yes. So we could ask God to send the angels for those who are going to receive salvation for a great revival in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Uh, prayer warrior Arnie Jackson, a remarkable man, a man that is intimate with the military as well, so he knows how to pray military prayers. Thanks, Arnie. God bless you, man. Thank you. God you know, you. You're welcome, Arnie. You know, my friends, the the truth of the matter is uh, passive prayers don't work anymore. We need mm-hmm. to have a, uh, when I say military mindset, you know what I'm talking about, you Offensive. know, about the, the Army of Christ and so forth. So, Arnie, thank you, brother, for joining us. And uh, I, I wanted to ask some questions of Pastor Arnell and Pastor Rayon. And so let's just start with, with um, kind of an overview of each one of you, a little bit about, you know, your ministry tied to the Filipino-American churches. And then we're going to get a little bit about you guys, and then we're going to dive into— there's a 30 or so uh, uh, Filipino-American churches around, and there are many common denominators, many— uh, from the trials and tribulations of actually getting to America, yeah. uh, away from things, and all of a sudden you're looking into America and you're going, I didn't maybe didn't get away from them. They're visiting America now too. So you have some insights we want to glean from. Who Absolutely. wants to go first? I could go first. Go first, brother. Well, uh, migrated here way back 1990. Yes. To the United States from the Philippines, but I started. I got saved when I was 17, starting pastoring uh, in the Philippines when I was 19. And then been pastoring in San Diego for about close to 30 years now, Cass, by the grace of God. Yes, yes, yes. And brother? Yeah. Introduce yourself. My name is Pastor Ray. Yes. Ray Andalafuente. Ray-A-N. Yeah. I can go with Pastor Ray. (laughs) Pastor Ray, I like it. (laughs) Yeah. Born and raised in the Philippines. I came here in the U.S. um, when I was 16 years old. So I was able to experience going to school here. Uh, high school graduated here, Mira Mesa High School. Mira Mesa, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, in 2004, that's when I came to know the Lord. Yes. And um, and about two years after that, um, felt uh, God's calling in my life and uh, and attended uh, Southern California Seminary mm-hmm. uh, School just here in El Cajon. And, um, and from there, just uh, started uh, serving in the ministry um started in the youth ministry became a youth pastor 2008 and in 2011 i believe that's when i started uh, pastoring a, a church in Mesa called yes. river of faith church river of faith river, river of faith. faith church that's right in and, 2011 and yeah. pastor arnell god's new wineskin church god's same new in wineskin church you yeah. you guys are really close to one another we I, are. <laughs> I had to smile because you know you guys are almost in the same neighborhood and yeah. you, you smilingly said yeah during church we could actually go outside and wave, maybe wave, wave, wave to one another well there are some remarkable things going on and, and i like to this is really the first time that i've had a, a gr- the group of filipino american mm. churches on the air with me wow and I, i'm just excited to hear what you have to say because we met in in a, in a venue not long 
long ago. That's where we were first introduced. And a lot of the things that were on people's hearts, this is the body of Christ, not only in San Diego, but throughout California, not only California, but throughout the nation. And the things that they were sharing were things that you were sharing as well. And we are in vital times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, let's just, Pastor Arnell, how, how do you think that these are vital times? And what, what are you seeing that your church is doing to not only rise to the occasion, but rise your congregation to the occasion? Absolutely, Cass, especially after COVID, the post-COVID. Yes. We're living in a post-COVID now, and I know that all churches uh, got hit. Yes. We were. We were got hit. In fact, uh, the fact of the matter is for about two and a half years, we're just doing live streaming. We're oh just my. doing hybrid. We can only bring about 30 people in the studio, which one of my friend pastor allowed us to rent their facility. But thankfully, the Lord opened to us a door now. So it's, it's, we're going to be there for about one year. But it's a small facility. But we were able to bring in the families now because I was even telling our leadership that uh, even though there's probably potential parking problems and things like that, but mm-hmm. I told them that it's high time for us to make sure to grab this facility because we're going to be losing more families. Wow. I think we are at the verge of uh, really reaching out a lot of uh, people a lot of, uh, because they're hurting. A lot of people families are hurting. Are hurting. Uh, yeah. Indeed, they are around. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, just the struggles coming off of the whole pandemic, everything is shutting down and, and, and dealing with, you know, people. A lot of it, uh, actually during that time, I dealt with a lot of um, counseling. Yes. People dealing with depression, mm. people going through... Mm. Top time in marriages, yes, or losing people. <clears throat> I mean, losing yeah, people. Exactly. I've that's actually counts. I've actually there's a couple that's really close to us, almost like a relative to us, that separated and divorced because mm. because of the pandemic. And they said that during the pandemic, they had all the time in the world to be together in, in one place. <laughs> and and it's as 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 peculiar as it sounds as that, it's the reality of of you know uh, of the people that you you deal with and people that you minister to that yeah, that's absolutely. that's really you know what they struggle with and let, let me let me make a broad statement and we've got about a minute and a half to pay this off and then we'll get into the next segment okay. and talk more about absolutely. this absolutely but you know it's, it, when you talk about different denomination every denomination has its own character mm-hmm. and i i would say and let me extrapolate a little bit further about this too but i would say that the filipino american churches have a flavor as well and i'm going to have you um, uh, Pastor Ar- Arnell, describe what you think the flavor is, and I'm going to have your buddy over here say amen, or here's my <laughs> point of view. And then Absolutely. we're going to talk a little bit about that flavor and how it may be, uh, you know, God puts the churches together, exactly. one to support and uplift the other. So yeah. I want to get a, a, a scope on how God is going to be, you know, be using the Filipino-American church to help uplift some of the other churches around the community. So um, Pastor Arnell, lay on me the flavor of, of what you would say the Filipino-American church. I think one of the distinct uh, uh, kind of commonality among Filipino churches is the hospitality. Yes. And we are, we are kind of a family unit. We're so close together. Yes. You know, like, like for us, uh, even if your kids are already 25, 30 years old, they're probably still living with you. Yes. So that's how close oh, we oh, are. The, so the, so the families the, the are family living unit. together. That's really different from oh, yeah. many families in the United <laughs> States. Let me, let me switch over and uh, ask uh, Pastor Rayan, are, are you agreeing so far? And what Absolute, would you like to add to that? Absolutely. You know, there's a saying, <clears throat> when your kids grow older, they get married and they leave the house or empty nesters. Not so much. But, you know, in the <laughs> Filipino <laughs> culture, Filipino-American culture, they tell you now to be ready because mm. they will leave and they will come back. Yeah. And they will come absolutely. back with their kids. And it's, it, 
basically the same thing with me because I'm a father of four. Oh my! And, and we live with my wife's parents, my in-laws. Oh my, my! Well, <laughs> I, I'm just so thrilled to have both of you on, Pastor Rayon De La Fuente and also Pastor Arnel Aquino. I'm, I'm fairly close to that, all right? Hey, yeah. Aquino, did yeah, I do okay? There you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna ask each of you about you know what brought you here and the conditions that brought you here. Uh, and uh, maybe uh, your family that brought them here yes. instead. Because I want to use that as a springboard. My listening friend, I know you have some challenges, but when you realize that other people are, have come here uh, on purpose to embrace the, what we say, American way, Judeo-Christian values <laughs> of America, and all of a sudden America is going awry oh, in many ways, wow. I think we're going to talk about that, see if it can be an inspiration for YOU. When my pastors Arnell and Pastor Rayon join me when we come right back. back. There you go. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. With Kaz Taylor and Pastor Arnel Aquino and Pastor Rayan De La Fuente. Yeah, How you doing, awesome. guys? These are pastors of two of the... Uh, multiple uh, uh, Filipino-American churches in San Diego County. We're going to talk a little bit about that in the, in the segments to come. But I thought we'd spend a little bit of time identifying each one of you and your family I- environment and the challenge in maybe getting here, but also the reason that you came. And I want to talk a little bit about that. We may talk a little bit about Israel as we sure. uh, go as well. Let's start out with Pastor Arnell. Exciting, Cass. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity. Coming over here, every I can tell that every Filipino in the Philippines, this is the dream, Uh and they will do everything they can to come over here to the United States. And we were we were uh, uh, beneficiary of that because my brother went into the Navy, a military, and because of him in the in the in in the the Navy, U.S. Navy, U.S. Navy, Uh and then he petitioned my mom, and then my mom petitioned us. But we waited about eight years, though. Yes. So it was it was hard until we got our visa approval, and then we come over here, migrated way back 1990, and this is where I got married, 91, and then I got three kids. My, my. And praise God. God is amazing. So so you have a real heart for the United States of America. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So but, but as we were talking, the Filipinos have a real heart for Israel as well. Tell that yes. story. Oh, uh, during the time, as, as we were informed with the story, that during the time when Israel became a nation, Yes. Uh, of course, during the time when the UN voted for Israel to become a nation, it was a tie, and it was the Philippines who voted <laughs> and break the tie. And for so we have Israel a good relationship with Israel. That's why I told you a while ago that that Filipinos going to Israel, no need for visa. Oh, is that right? Well, you yeah. have an intimate relationship. We have with a Israel. friend relationship. Oh, we my, even my. have a special tree planted in Israel oh, my, for the my. Philippines. Well, it used to be that America had a special relationship with Israel. I'm, I'm teasing around a little bit. We, <laughs> we still do, still, but yes. uh, different administrations have different points Absolutely. of view. And we need to stay strong with Israel, yes. and Israel needs to be strong with us as well. Exactly. That, that's a remarkable story. So, uh, Pastor Rayan, uh, how about you guys coming to the United States? Well, very similar to Pastor Arnold because my, it was through my uncle that yes. also served in the military, military. in the Navy. Uh-huh. For over 20-something years, and he petitioned his parents, and through his parents, then my mother. Yes. Um, so we waited actually 14 years. Yes, yes. And so you came over as a teenager? That as a teenager. Uh, it was actually my birthday, my last day in the Philippines. Was your it was my 16th birthday. So so tell, tell me, and I'm going to have you, Pastor Arnell, the same question, but uh, what 
you're you're there in the Philippines and you're thinking about coming to America. What was the draw? Did you, what what did you think was so special about America? And then let's talk a little bit about how that special component uh, may have diminished a little bit. What what was the, what, what was it like in the Philippines that made you want to come to the United States of America? Well, for me growing up in the Philippines, um there's always this idea of, you know, when you go to America, you'll be able to get pretty much whatever you want. <laughs> you know, all the all the expensive things that you dream about mm. having in the Philippines, you know, those nice clothes and shoes and all those things. Yes. You know, when you get to America, you know, it's it's going to be all available for you because you know in the Philippines you live you know, basically in poverty and, you know, you don't really cannot afford all those okay, things. Okay, so define poverty from so, the Philippines. Well, poverty in the Philippines is most people really don't have jobs even if they finish uh, uh, school. high school mm-hmm. or, or college yeah. even, you know. So many people are actually looking and, and wanting to have jobs, but it's just not enough. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, um, in the Filipino culture, it's very common that you have a relative that is outside of the country working. Oh, is that right? That is yes, like yes, a yes. breadwinner mm. well, for the family. Like the U.S. Navy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's Absolutely. why you can. You <laughs> I can, love it. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can. You can get it from that, basically. Oh, okay, Pastor Arnell. Well, the same way. Actually, uh, we we used to hear from the Philippines that America is a land flowing with milk and honey. Oh yeah. But you know what? Coming over here, after a while, you stayed here, and you find difficulties and thinking that man, that the dollar is, bear, uh, the tree is bearing dollar. But in reality, it's not. So yes. now I realize America is flowing with bills and bills. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, bills we can say amen to that. But, but the point of the matter is, I think, you came over, and for a long time, during the time that you were coming over here, I mean, it was obviously a Judeo-Christian nation. Exactly. Yes. Now, yes. so there's some question. Is, is where do you think there's been a divergence, uh, uh, Pastor Arnell? And we're going to talk a little bit about how God may want us to solve that, including you. Yeah, un- unfortunately, we see it that the, uh, in reality, the, the commonality of believing on the very foundation, we all know this, as the forefathers lay down the foundation of this country in the biblical principles. Yes. But when they remove prayers in the school, we all know that the schools began to decline and sure. shooting upon shooting and things like that, you know, crime upon here, even Asian hate. There's yes. Asian crime hate now. In, in reality, the Asians are being mugged. Yes, yes, that's so exactly right. It's it's unbelievable. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Pastor Rayan? Yeah, I mean, you know, you think that coming from more of like a third world country, yes. that those things are, you know, you wouldn't see them, gonna see them here. You're not well, going to see them we, here. We who have been mm. born in America thought the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I mean, but, but, but the truth of the matter is some bad guys have been in, installed in different places it yeah. could be a governmental position or it could mm. be uh a uh, educational That's position right. uh or medical position and every major, you know even in a church environment there are people that are going in that aren't really preaching the true gospel true. of the lord and so That's we true. you know like never before i would say pastors that we have an opportunity to be very aware of this and stand our ground in fact we were in a meeting together where we were talking about that does anybody either one of you we've got about three minutes left in this seg- segment like to talk a little bit about what what your your sense is as far as america returning to our judeo-christian values and what is it going to take from a biblical standpoint and from a christian believer standpoint I think to me, first and foremost, it it will take the church. 
Come on. It will take the church to actively. Uh, we cannot afford to stand on the sideline anymore. Say that again. We cannot afford to just stand on the sideline. We have to be on the front line. We have to be proactive, and we have to make a stand, not compromise our principles and con- con- conviction. We have to say it and call it as it is. Oh, my. Churches are silent right now, unfortunately. Oh, they are. Pastor Rian? Exactly. I cannot say you know more, more to that. Because um, sometimes, you know, when you speak the truth— there's so much lie that's going on exactly that exactly. now when you speak the truth it sounds like you're hating mm. oh and that's so and, not true you, you know that's what i found if you do biblical counseling you get uh, pinpointed as being a, a, a troublemaker oh yeah and that's not the truth of the matter is mm. sometimes it, and you know b- b- preaching and teaching the bible and things like that it can be called tough love I mean, exactly. because the Bible has That's very right. prescribed ways of doing things. And, you know, the people that are not tied to Judeo-Christian values go, I'd rather do like I feel, thank you very mm-hmm. much. And everybody doing like they feel causes chaos and havoc. Exactly. And so yes, yes. God wants his kids to get out of that and not only get out of it, make a stand for godliness. And Absolutely. So, you know, from the Filipino-American church standpoint, this is something that you've come out of things like that mm-hmm. and now you're seeing them being revisited in this brand new beloved country yeah. thoughts unfortunately oh, unfortunately it's unimaginable we're not expecting for this to happen and and the philippines now is becoming more westernized and so we are just the filipinos are just copying everything unfortunately yes and it's it's infiltrating the government it's infiltrating the church instead of the church becoming Becoming the influence, unfortunately, yes, the it's the world that is influencing, influencing the church. Oh my, my, my! Uh, that it's heartrending, and I know you're yeah. telling the truth on that, uh, Pastor Rayon. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you study the scriptures, the Bible keeps telling us to stand firm on the truth. Yes, just stand firm. I mean, you know, you're going to speak the truth in love. That's right. And sometimes truth hurts, mm. but we live in such a society today that when you speak the truth, it doesn't only hurt it offends and some people think that would just because they're offended that they're right yeah mm. exactly but you're not it's not always the case <laughs> i know so my listening friends we're coming up against a break here and i now that i have these two remarkable men of god here <laughs> sitting right in front of me uh i've got so many different questions to ask them not only about the filipino american church mentality mm. but how the american church mentality in many ways has been slipping a little bit and god god wants his church he's got you know it's not he's going to do it and we're going to go hooray hooray mm. he's going to do it but he's going to whisper in our ear and oh. say here's what i want you to do mm-hmm. and a lot of people in the church are not really willing to hear that voice we'll talk a little bit about that but you 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 guys from a F- filipino american church pastoral point of view you know that the family is really the key exactly. to the solution in, in, in life, life and living and we want to extrapolate that the really the key to success in a in a biblical sense for a, a nation is the family Absolutely. as well so we're going to extrapolate that from a, a, a filipino american point of view and my listening friend get ready because you're going to hear some things maybe you've heard nuances of them before but our dear friends tied to the filipino american churches in san diego county have some insights that is going to change the way you think and the way you live your life vertically and horizontally when we come Amen. right back this is come together san diego the live local show on k praise more Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. 
Here's Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. And, you know, we're in California, and I think on this broadcast just now we've hit a vein of gold talking with our um, Filipino-American, a couple pastors in San Diego County. There's about 30 or so churches from uh, about whom they are familiar uh, that are of American, the Filipino-American uh, fellowships but you know we we got to talking about uh, families and families as a as a primary component in the Filipino household mm-hmm. and, and so uh, as we were talking about this uh, off air i realized that some of the lessons that you learn from a family dynamic are lessons that we really need to learn in america cuz america we don't have that family dynamic anymore mm-hmm. you know as as i was thinking about it and i was looking at the different the different uh, w- the bible talks about the uh, different mountains like mm-hmm. and we we talk about a seven mountain uh, mandate there's the mountain of education there's a mountain of religion or a mountain of family of of business of government and military uh, a mountain of arts and entertainment and a, a mountain of media the primary functional uh, uh, mountain really is the family and, mm. uh, and if you can embrace the family that's someplace you can always go back to to derive strength and direction and in the Filipino environment the family has been focal and uh, you're seeing that even in America the family Filipino family is more focal than an otherwise American family mm. talk a little bit uh, about that uh, Pastor Arnell and then we because we, we want to extract there's some things that you're going to share that we can extrapolate into the broader body of Christ as well. Pastor Arnell. True. As I mentioned a while ago, Cass, that the family is, is a strong unit. Yes. And, and, and I believe that the strength of the church is coming from the strength of family. Yes. So when the families are breaking down, you cannot expect the church to stand because right. what really the unit that strengthened the church is the family. And for us Filipinos, we... We are family-oriented. Yes. You know, we are so needed together. And so when, when a family comes to church, they, 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 they see that the church also on the family perspective. Yes. You know, that's why when you go to a Filipino church, you will be surprised. Everybody, even though they're not related, they're calling uncle, auntie, <laughs> you know, right. uh, things I, I, like that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, so, so uh, Pastor Rayan, the family unit is vital in your uh, in your family, but also in your church as well. Explain a little bit more. Absolutely, because in the Filipino culture, that's the big core value. Yes, you know, you're being taught from from you know from growing up that you know family comes first. Yes, mm-hmm. that's why I mentioned that you know in the Filipino culture, there's a lot of uh, unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of Filipinos that choose to go migrate somewhere else and work. Mm-hmm outside of the Philippines because they want to provide for, for their, their families, families. which yeah. sometimes it's, it's, if you think about it, you know, growing up, seeing that sometimes counterproductive yes. yeah. because, you know, you'll see mom or dad that's just living and be gone for years and they're missing the best years. Yes. In the their family. children's life, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because of the mindset that well, family has to come first. I have to provide for family. Sure, but you know, at the expense at of the that. Expense, uh, yes, at sir. the expense sure. of family, that's kind mm-hmm. of ironic. Yeah. So, uh, Pastor Arnell, during the break, you were talking about now in the in the United States of America that there may be a tendency to pay less attention to the family and want to go out on your own and. Um, you know, I, I'm just thinking about the church in America. For the longest time, the Judeo-Christian values were uh, front and center in life and living. Mm. And now, because the family 
the Judeo-Christian families are separating from one another, that, that priority is diminishing as well. Yeah. Plus, from your point of view, from, from, from a Filipino point Absolutely. of view. Absolutely. Unfortunately, even the Filipino communities are being affected by that now, Yes. especially with the younger generation. Yeah. The younger generation today, they can't wait till they get 18 and then go out of the house. But at the same time, you know, they're, they're losing the, the, the culture and because they're thinking that, oh, I'm an American, so I'm, I, they, some, some, some of them, the kids, are thinking that they don't belong here anymore. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the reality is, when that is breaking up, then it really affects the dynamics of the church, because exactly. that's where the strength of the church is coming in. I agree, I agree. So, Pastor uh, Arnel Aquino, you, the name of your church again? God's New Wineskin Church. God's New Wineskin. Now I'm going to talk to uh, Pastor Rayan De La Fuente. What's the name of your church again, Pastor? The River of Faith Church. The River of Faith Church. Okay, yeah. the same question to you about the family unit. Uh, obviously, the value of the family unit is wonderful from a, for, uh, and from a Judeo-Christian standpoint, but also it is intended to be uh, invaluable from a Filipino-American uh, church environment as well. But what are you seeing happening through the years? Is that uh, that family unit being dissipated? And what's the cause of that, you think? And what's God's intent to bring the family together in the natural and the spiritual? Hmm. Well, I think because the devil wants to attack <laughs> yes. what matters that, most. Yeah, and, and if he can get the family, all these other things will fall, and I mean literally fall you know, I was just talking line. to you know um, a member, and, and it just dawned on me, you know, you know, in our life we're taught to, you know, you go to school, for how many years? Mm-hmm. Actually, the Philippines, you, you graduate from college when you're like 19 or 20 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have basically the rest of your life already, you know, for, you know, adulthood and um, and working and, yes. uh, and all of that. And, you know, when I thought about it, you know, I came here 16 years old. Half of my life was in the Philippines. Yes. <clears throat> Half of it was here. And this is where, you know, I became a born again Christian. Yes. And this is where I also began a family myself. Yes. You know, I'm a father of four. And um and now that I think about it, it's that's a big chunk of your life it is. now that it's gonna be focusing just about family. And what the devil does, he wants to attack the marriage. Yes. Because mm-hmm. once the marriage is attacked and once the marriage fails, then everything else falls sure. apart. Absolutely. The kids struggle. You know, and from there, it has a good chance to to repeat itself, mm-hmm. and it becomes oh my, basically just passed on. Yes, and I think that's why the devil is so smart that he wants to attack the family because he knows how important right family really is. Sure, and w- once he attacks the family, one of the next phases of attacking is attacking the education system, where, wherein the family members go, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden exactly. they're indoctrinated in a non-Judeo-Christian point of view, and guess where they bring it? They bring it back into the family environment, mm-hmm. and they sp- kind of a sp- spoil that, and all of a sudden my heart cry is not to get back to the family, mm-hmm. but to get out into the world and exactly. do my own exactly. thing. Exactly, and, and let me just add, Chaz, sure. you know, the kids... Even if they're in public schools, like you said, being indoctrinated, yes. if they have a strong foundation at home, that's right. That's right. So, so they're not easily being, swayed. you know, whatever. They can recognize if mm-hmm. they're being taught a lie yes. mm-hmm. or they're being taught a wrong doctrine. Oh, I, if I their yeah. foundation at home yes. is solid. So uh, here's a, I'm going to give a, a, a kind of an overview question and ask you to give an answer regarding that. You know, you say if you are have a strong family unit and you have 
you're you're introduced with the proper values and they are well seated in your life even you when you go out into the world your life and lifestyle can minister to the people on the exactly, outside exactly. but if you but if you have neglected the family thing and you go out all of a sudden you bring into the family things that are of negative influence would, would pastor Arnell, would you agree with oh yeah that? absolutely Cass. i think the responsibility that starts with the family you cannot you cannot give that responsibility to the school, to the children, although in reality, our kids spend more time in schools than in our house. So, but I I see the importance of starting it. And like what you said, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. That's the key. It's the parents' responsibility to train our children so that when they go out into the world, they know their foundation. Like what Pastor Ray said, if your foundation is firm, no one can sway you. That's right. And you can well, sway or you can influence a lot of people. You can influence a lot of people. By your life and lifestyle. Absolutely. A lot of people go, I'm not a preacher, but your life and lifestyle yes. preaches. preaches. Isn't exactly. that right? Exactly. So we've got about a minute left in this segment. So I'm going to ask you, Pastor Rayan, any any further insights that you want to give on this? And then I think we're going to dig more deeply into this content. And not only from your two churches, but also on a broader scale yes. from the, some of the other uh, Filipino American churches that are about thirty in San Diego County, and you've got your finger on the tap uh, or on the pulse of many of those churches as yes. well. So we're going to use some of those insights. And my listening friend, here's how God works. He goes, he takes an individual or an individual family. He goes, uh, I want to share with you God's truths in this family unit and how they're successfully functioning together, and there are biblical truths there, and how they're dysfunctioning. There's mm-hmm. biblical truths there as well, and we're going to extreme uh, uh, examine and extrapolate some biblical truths in these insights we have right here. So I'm going to ask you, um, Pastor Rayon, quick thoughts about where we've come so far, because I want to dig into this more deeply in the next segments. Yeah, I mean, just be intentional, just talking about family. Be intentional. Be intentional, because, you know, growing up, like I said, you know, my parents, you know, I want to give them the the props for for setting the foundation for us. Yes, yes, yes. That even though wherever we go, we always that's instilled in our minds that you know it. there's God that's watching you you honor God in everything that you do. Um, we came from a very uh, religious background, mm-hmm. but that foundation has always been founded. Exactly. So regardless of where you go, I'm a firm believer that no matter what environment you're in, you know you're always gonna go back to your foundation. I love that. And if that foundation is strong, it will stay. Well, there you go, and it reminds me of scripture about if you build up your foundations on a rock. Yeah. The winds may come, and the wind the mm, wind may come, right. and the rain may come, yeah. and, but you're founded on a rock. So exactly. I'll stand. Right exactly. now, my listening friend, I look at elements of the church, and we're not founded on the rock. Many of us are founded on the sand, mm. especially yeah. in San Diego County, because the sand is just <laughs> right, right outside the door. Yeah. My listening friend, the point of the matter is God wants us founded on Jesus, Amen. the rock. Amen. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but not only from you as uh, an American that may be born in America, but also those who are in the Filipino-American environment, because they're going to have some insights that are going to change the way you think in many ways. We'll be right back to talk about that. Don't go away! (laughs) More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friends. An engaging topic. You know, we're, we're uh, looking into the Filipino-American churches, not only in the United States, but also in San Diego County. 
And I have two uh, Filipino-American pastors, Pastor Arnel Aquino and also Pastor Rayan De La Fuente with me in the studio. And we've had a real engaging conversation so far, haven't we, gentlemen? Yes. Uh, but we've awesome. only just begun. We've only <laughs> just begun. <laughs> you know, one of the common denominators I'm seeing in the uh, uh, Filipino-American church and God's heart cry for the whole body of Christ, one of the, one of the things that I'm seeing uh, that you, you not only are— I can tell that you guys are pretty good friends, but you you, you have an intimate relationship with the uh, 25 or other 30 uh, pastors and denomination or the different uh, churches as well. I want uh, bear with me a moment because I want to talk a little bit about sure. that. But it's time for me to do just a little bit of business here. You know, uh, KPRZ has a lot of different broadcasters. One of the new broadcasters I want to bring to your attention, my listening friend, it's a broadcast that uh, broadcasts uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, from uh, 11:30 to noon, and it's uh, it's a it's a show that talks about be, uh, the power of Jesus, discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. Now, uh, I I love the fact that you Filipino brethren, uh, <laughs> Israel was intimate in yep. your relationship. Yep. That's remarkable. But this show uh, will help you understand the value of uh, Jesus as the uh, Jewish the Jewish Messiah, and Rabbi Schneider talks about this from 11.30 to noon, Monday through Friday on KPRZ. I want you to look it up. Uh, He connects the Old Testament with the New Testament, or as I say, the old, the new, and the now. Mm -hmm. Uh, His teaching has a personal application that builds faith, it builds lives, and instills a greater awareness of God's love, Jew and Gentile, that one new man. So we want to check that out uh, Monday through Friday on K-Praise from 11.30 to noon. Now let's go further into our conversation because I think it was remarkable. And one of, some of the things that I'm seeing in the Filipino-American church really has a bearing on the body of Christ all told. And you've got, uh, uh, Pastor Arnell, you, you say you have like 25 <laughs> or 30 Filipino churches in San Diego County. And a lot of the dynamics are the same. First of all, your friends horizontally, not only with the pastors, but the parishioners as well. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think that over, overall dynamic uh, tells us from a church perspective? Pastor well, we, we have, like what I said a while ago, it, it takes one church alone cannot take the community. Yes. It takes the whole body. Yes. So among Filipino-American ministers right now, we have what we call FEFAM. It's a fellowship of evangelical Filipino-American ministers where we gather together once a month. That's part of our accountability. Yes. That's part of our fellowship together, strengthening, encouraging, inspiring one another, sharing resources together. We do some joint events as well. And in fact, this is my biking body too. (laughs) We do some mountain biking with other pastors. (laughs) I love it. At least twice twice a week. I love it. So that's good. So where it says no peddling or soliciting, you ignore that statement. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I love it. So, okay. but but getting together, uh, uh, you know, one of the things here in in the church environment in the United States of America, it's kind of like go to church, then you go out and do your own thing. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, the Filipino point of view is church is just part of the the family collective, uh, and. and uh, we can continue to do these things together. Sometimes you only see these people in a, in a church environment in the United States on Sunday mornings oh, from mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, twelve to one thirty, and it. then they're gone. That's it. The truth of the matter is, God wants a sustained yes. relationship in the Scripture. I think in Hebrews says, "Forsake not the assembling exactly. of yourselves together," right. as a manner of some 
is, but more, so much the more as you see the day approaching. Mm-hmm. My viewing friend, my listening friend, if you've been watching the news, you know that the day of the Lord is mm. desiring to approach, and he's calling on his kids right now to help assemble that together. Uh, quick thoughts, Pastor Arnell, and then I'm going to pass exactly. the baton to your exactly. biking buddy. <laughs> uh, we, we really need to strengthen our relationship together, especially in times like this. Yes. We cannot, we cannot afford, like what I said, that just to stand on the sideline. We need to bring in the families. We need to bring all pastors together despite of our denominational differences and everything. We're building the kingdom of God, not our own kingdom. Oh, I like that. Uh, extrapolate on, on that a little bit, uh, Pastor Rian de la Fuente. Yep. And uh, also, uh, one of the things that I'm seeing, I see a real horizontal and vertical culture that you guys have tied, you know, springboards from the family. Mm. That's right. And I, and I look at the American church and some other churches and the, you know, other other. Uh, communities and other nations, and it's really not springing from the family anymore. Everybody's doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the church becomes dismantled because the enemy knows that if he can pull apart the church, the family, then he can pull apart the rest of God's plans for the church and the body. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because now think about it. We've been knowing each other now, been friends uh, for almost 10 years now. Yes. And I think for me, looking back, it's really more of making a decision yourself because, you know, like Pastor Arnold said, there's always going to be differences. Oh, sure. But am I going to focus on the differences? Because I believe there's more similarities That's than true. differences. And when you step back, you realize that God allowed the differences so that mm. some of the pieces of the puzzle that you don't have, your exactly. brother and sister have because they have differences. And I, when I look at the different denominations, you know, there you have from the from from a very word-driven denomination to a very spirit-driven denomination. (laughs) And a lot of times they spend their time talking against the other denominations Mm. to have you come to my church. The truth of the matter is, and I think, Pastor Arnell, you really nailed it. It needs to be a body, horizontal ministry. Some people have different strengths. Mm -hmm. Now, you may be, you know, as as a person that wants to attend a church, you may favor one flavor over another, but the truth of the matter is God wants to have all, he wants to have 31 flavors. (laughs) That's right. If I may add, Gas, think about it. The corporate world are merging. Yes. So sometimes if you look at it, the corporate world, we, we are going to be ashamed with the corporate world that is not worrying about it because the churches, instead of uniting together with a commonality and reaching the community, exactly. we're divided. That's right. So I think that's a problem yeah. there. I think it is too. Any further insights on that? You know, I'm just delighted about the gold we've stricken here because some, some of the things, the, the uh, Filipino-American mentality uh, tied to family, we Americans, we need to revisit the value of mm-hmm. horizontal families because it ties to the vertical family. That's right. That's right. Because I think, you know, if you think about our differences, what if they're meant for us to come together? Ex- say that As again. A, that is come great together, wisdom. San what Diego. If, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yes, I do. Because <laughs> our initial reaction is always, oh, you think this way, I think this way, then we can never get along. Mm. But what if God intended for us to figure it out? That's right. So that that becomes more of a bond for us. That's that right. We can have respect for one another. At the same time, value the relationship. That's right. Because... At the end of the day, we need each other in the body of exactly. Christ. Exactly. Uh, during the break, uh, Pastor Arnell was talking a little bit about the 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 the, the danger in just being a one uh, one denomination 
mentality, you know, and in fact, defending against the other guys. Don't let them, you know, don't mm-hmm. visit with those guys too much. <laughs> no. They might try to influence you by their point of view. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth of the matter is God's got so many different multiple points of view that he realizes that the value is us coming together and your strength w- t- connects with my weakness and together exactly. we are really strong. Exactly. When, right. when you say, any further thoughts on that, Pastor? Well, Arnett? if I may say it simply, we're not here to compete. <laughs> we are here to complete. Say that again slowly. Listen, listen to this. This is the word of wisdom from our dear Filipino-American <laughs> pastor. We are not here to compete. We are, we are here. here to complete. Oh, my, my. Our diversities actually is something that could be a strength. Yes. Like what you said, my weakness can be a strength, and his strength can be my weakness. Yes. So we complement exactly, each other. Exactly. Instead of fighting one another, bickering with one another because we're, we have differences, let us embrace our diversities That's exactly right. and, and start from there. Exactly. We're going to talk some more about this because we've just ventured into what the Scripture tells us, and, and Paul talks about it in First Corinthians and so forth, the body of Christ, the body of Many Christ. Parts. And, exactly. you know, as we step back and the enemy's plan is to, to decipher, the, to, to tear apart the body, you know, you're of this nationality, you're of this nationality, mm-hmm. you should be at odds with one another, or your history is different from one another. You know, you talk about the, the, the different nationalities of people, and you're different, therefore you need to separate yourself. Oh, no, that's not God's plan. You know, I think we're going to take this as a springboard into the next hour as well, because mm-hmm. I think we've struck some gold here. Yeah, and, and the that's truths right. that you have from your uh, Filipino-American point of view, we, other, in the, in the uh, um, other people in the American church need to hear this because the, 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 how they are tied to family, but also tied to the level of intimacy. My listening friend, God has a message for you today on this Come Together San Diego broadcast. And as you listen through, you're going to be empowered and Amen. inspired when we come right back. Yeah. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego. It's just moments away. Come together, San Diego, with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. I am enthralled. I am enthralled about this program because the truths are being presented to you in a way that perhaps you haven't heard these truths before, but it, uh, it requires us to pay close attention because God is trying to get a message to his church in America. And it really is the springboard to the message is family unit. Uh, not only horizontal family, but God, Father, God, Son, God, Holy Spirit Amen. family. As we become unified in those families, uh, we're inseparable, but God's plans for not only his church, but the plans through his church to bring many, many, many people unto him, that's inseparable as well. And so I'm so thrilled to have uh, Pastor Arnell Aquino with me and the name of your church again, Pastor. That's New Wineskin Church. Yes, and Pastor Rayan De La Fuente and the name of your church, Brother the River of Faith Church. River of Faith Church, <laughs> and you're both in kind of uh, San Diego East Miramesa area. Yeah. Well, that's really close to where the studio is. That's right. I, yes. I mean, you had such a long, laborious drive. Why didn't you ride your bicycle? <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> next time. <laughs> next time. There hopefully will be a next yeah. time, too. Yep. You know, we've got an engaging topic here. We're using some of the, the precepts that you're talking about uh, have been d- deeply embedded in the Filipino-American churches. And some of these things, my listening friend, if you are not a Filipino-American church, you need to realize how invaluable the family is. But we were talking off the air a little bit more about uh, some of the other components uh, as well. 
Um, but before we do, why don't we get you guys to give us some website stuff, and then we want to talk about one of the components is accountability really tied to your group and others. So I'm going to ask Pastor Arnell to give the name of your church again slowly and a way okay. people can find out more about your fellowship. And maybe even if they're not doing anything, go to one of the uh, 25 or so 30 uh, uh, Filipino-American churches in San Diego yes, County. So absolutely. lay it on us. God's New Wineskin Church, you can visit us. We have a Facebook page, GNW Church, and also our website is uh, www.gnwchurch.org or that family. And we also have a FEFAM page, Fellowship of Evangelical Filipino-American Ministers, where you can visit that as well to see other churches. And what's the website again on that? It's, uh, it's just a FEFAM, Fellowship yeah, spe- of Evangelical so Filipino-American, F-E-A-M. F-E-F-A-M. Yes, okay. F-E-F-A-M. And so you, my listening friend, if you want to find out more, if you're a pastor, there's a certain place, and there's another place if you're not a pastor to get more information as well, and it's all on the same uh, yes. same Facebook page? Yes. Okay. It's on the same Facebook page. Okay. Pastor Rayan De La Fuente. Okay, name of your church and website information as well, and then we're going to jump into this topic. All right. Yes, the River of Faith Church, our service at 10 a.m. every Sunday. We are on all social media platforms, Facebook page, Instagram, and if you want to download our church app, just go to um, the River of Faith Church. Just search for the River of Faith Church in the App Store or or Google Store. I love that. And when you talked about the FEFM, is that the right to pronounce it well enough? Am yes, close? Okay. yes. When you talk good. about that, one of the things you say when you come together with other uh, of the 30 or so different Filipino-American churches, one of the things that you say, it, it, the value is having a level of accountability. Yes. And your message about accountability goes to the entire body of Christ as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So share what the value th- you, you have, um, Pastor Arnell, about, about uh, accountability. And I want you, my friends, to extrapolate this from a body of Christ point of view, not only from uh, from a pastor in a church environment, but you as believer with believer, yes. a level of accountability so that uh, you're not alone in this. You're no, not alone in no. it, Pastor Arnell. I think you cannot afford to travel alone in times <laughs> like this. Yes. You have to be with somebody. So accountability to me is so important, especially among pastors. Oh, we yes. have heard so many news today that pastors are falling. Yes. Pastors are being alone, isolated. So in FEFAM, we foster the, the idea of accountability, that we can inspire one another, we can pray for one another, we can encourage one another, we can even exchange resources to one another. We should no longer be insecure. You know, if, if some people will not be able to go to my church, but if they go to your church around the corner, that's fine. Yes. The most important thing is they will be plugged into a church that preaches Jesus. That's it. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, you know, you have the money. I want to, you know, I want to have a big church. I want to get exactly. all the finances tied to this. <laughs> I want the fame and fortune. Well, you have to really re-examine that. Oh, yeah. If, if God's called you to be a large church, he's yeah. going to help you Absolutely. Help you bring right. the resources in to do yes. that. But a lot, of, a lot of, of the churches are really called to be, you know, maybe 100 people, mm-hmm. maybe a couple mm-hmm. hundred people. Uh, but not only is it fulfilling, but it can be empowering. And exactly. I mean, a lot of the, the smaller church pastors, I, I, yes. I was kind of raised in a smaller pastor, I mean, a smaller church environment, and I got some of the best teaching I've ever had mm. in that kind of environment. Awesome. So right. what's your, you, you know, your thought on this, Pastor Rian De La Fuente? It's, it's so important because, like Sarnell said, it's you cannot travel alone. <laughs> yes. You know, I think it was just after our biking fellowship, uh, just last week that we kind of stay around and basically just talk for hours mm-hmm. about ideas. Mm-hmm. 
And what I love about the accountability part is we can honestly express our thoughts and views on mm-hmm. certain you know issues in the church yes. that we don't lose that respect for one another yes. and i just love that because yes. the bible says only uh, an iron can sharpen iron an iron. iron i like that so you know but it, if you're a curling iron it'll sharpen it. no never mind <laughs> that, that's, sorry that's about a totally that. <laughs> that was cascorn sorry about that you know but accountability is invaluable exactly. and i i'm just stepping back and i'm being a little bit i'm being vulnerable with you right now as a married couple my wife and i i'm learning the value i you know we've been married for decades and i'm still learning the value of accountability oh, right. and sometimes you know because i'm a you know whatever it is it's almost pride yeah <laughs> that sure. would be me uh, and, and, and Sometimes, you know, I think I have the answer and my wife would like to share her insights with me. And sometimes, and I, I, I confess that I do this, I kind of brush her off and mm-hmm. I say, you know, I got this, not your problem. And she, she's saddened mm-hmm. by me making that stance. And oh. your comments about accountability convicted me even in this <laughs> show because my listening friend got, you know, he, he, the Lord's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle exactly. and exactly. any such thing. And he is he's teaching us as his bride mm-hmm. to not only have accountability, to have, but to have a say. Yeah. As God says, you know, I want your input on these kind of things because you're my body. Yep. And husbands and wife, we need, we need to learn this as well. And I'm still Absolutely. learning that lesson. Wow. But accountability is a major key. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Huge, huge. It, it, it is mm-hmm. huge. Yep. So we have a couple minutes left in this segment. I I, I love the idea of accountability, and um, we, we want to talk maybe a little bit more about accountability as it relates to the um, the church of San Diego County, but the Church of California, the Church of the United States, and beyond. There's a level of accountability that we need to learn because we're going to be called upon to do things. And some of the things that I'm being called on to do, I don't have the skill set to do, Hmm. but my brothers in in the studio do. Want to talk a little? You want to give some insights on that right now? I think it's it's, it's about time for pastors to recognize the importance of one another. Oh yes. Your pastor, your your other pastors down around the corner is now your enemy. <laughs> you know, if no, the exactly. corporate if the exactly. corporate world are merging together to strengthen their company and everything, the church is still kind of divided. So it's high time for us to strengthen one another and encourage our differences. Is actually something that we can use. Yes, yes, yes. Not counterproductive, but yes. we can use that because I I'm not. I have to understand that I'm not going to be reaching all the people in my community. Yes. Some of them can be reached by other co-pastors there. Exactly. And I have to rejoice in that. That's right. Instead of sour graping and everything, I'm losing <laughs> people and things like that. You know, I'm hearing stories about different people. You know, a big church has a budget to be able to invite big names in. A small church really doesn't have that ability. <laughs> no. But it, but if you work together, then there's no reason why th- you can't share the the benefit of having uh, people that have uh, right. uh, that are authors or other yeah. pronounced ministries sure. and, and uh, join together and uh, you know the leading pastor goes yeah this is my church come on <laughs> into my church that's the wrong attitude nope. it's the wrong attitude yep. and I'll tell you what as I say I've known pastors of the smaller churches that have golden nuggets you guys are among them there's no <laughs> reason why a larger church should say come on and do some ministry at my church and we'll we'll we'll, we'll switch podiums for yeah. a little while I mean seriously. <laughs> That's I mean, right. w- w- we need to have a horizontal relationship exactly. one with another. Pa- uh, uh, Pastor, uh, why don't you give me y- y- your inputs as well, Pastor Rian? Yeah, I mean, you know, just recently, Good Friday service. Yes. 
there's four of us pastors yeah. come together to just have a good Friday service. I love it. And if you think about it, you know, for pastors, that could be a little icky because, you know, mm-hmm. you're thinking about, again, differences doctrinally and all of that. Mm-hmm. But we had an amazing time. I love it. We just worship God, hear the word, remember what, what the Lord Jesus has done for us on, on the cross on the Good Friday. And everyone is just so encouraged. I love that. And, love you know, and I, 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 I use the illustration that for me, being a father of four kids, there's nothing that brings me more joy than to see my children uh-huh. getting along. <laughs> Absolutely. Playing Ooh. together and Absolutely. just yes, yes. Having, having the best time of their lives wow. together. Yes. And, you know, imagine just the smile that we can oh, put on our Heavenly Father's face when he sees us just putting, again, those differences. I, f- I feel like those are, uh, God put it there for us to come together, yeah, I love not it. to push, a, push, push away from each other. That's a word of wisdom from Pastor Ray De La Fuente and also words of wisdom from Pastor Arnel Aquino. We're going to talk more about this, but it's, it's going to open the stage for the value of uh, uh, accountability, but also the danger in isolation. Mm. We're going to talk about that in the next segments. My listening friend, I hope you're getting something uh, unique out of this because it's a unique trio. We've never been together this way before, and uh, there's some wisdom that's coming out, but it's not us, but we're all tuned into Holy Spirit. Amen. And Amen. Holy Spirit Amen. may say the same word to each one of us, but we may interpret it slightly different. Yeah. And as you hear those slightly different interpretations, you go, oh, I get that. Mm. And that's the power of Amen. the body of Christ Amen. through Jesus. We're going to talk Amen. more about that and the dangers in isolation mm. when we come right back. Exactly. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. Come Together San Diego. Our purpose is, guess what? To bring San Diego together. Duh. That's the name of our show. (laughs) And today we're focusing on uh, some pastors tied to the uh, Filipino-American churches in San Diego County. And I want to reintroduce to you Pastor Arnel Aquino and uh, Pastor Ray De La Fuente. And and they are here in the studio with me. And we're just having a wonderful time talking about things. And one of the things, guys, that I'm discovering is some of the core biblical values, particularly starting out with family, uh, is was well-seated in the Filipino communities. And mm-hmm. uh, we in America, we tend to go away from the family mentality. We want to get out on our own as fast mm-hmm. as we can. So yeah. I, I want to take a little bit of time about, you know, when you get out on your own, then you become isolated. I want you to talk a little bit. I'm going to start with you, Pastor Ray, about the the from a Filipino-American standpoint, the danger of isolation. But uh, Tie that in with isolation from a total biblical point of view as well. Uh, and I think you're mm-hmm. going to maybe use the scripture, it's not mm-hmm. good for a man to be alone. So I, the iso- whole issue from isolation, the Filipino family uh, is not built for isolation. It's built for Absolutely. community. Talk Absolutely. About that. That's one of the differences. The main difference is when I first got here in the U.S. in the year 2000, the main difference is just day and night because I grew up in, in Manila, the capital of the yes. Philippines, in a place called Tondo, a very unique place. And that place is crowded with people. Uh-huh. You know, you're never going to feel alone because the place <laughs> is just so crowded with people. And you always have your friends just waiting for you outside just to hang out. Yes. You can basically hang out just the whole day just talking to your friends. You know? And when you come here, 
my first day here and I'm looking outside the house, I don't see a single person <laughs> outside the house. I'm looking at our neighbors and I only see them maybe once or twice in a whole week, mm-hmm. sometimes even months. Yes, and so it's just a big difference. But isolation is big, you yeah. know, especially when you're just used to being around people. And going back to biblical principles, you know, you can see that in the scriptures, the Bible says that isolation was actually a punishment for Adam and Eve. Oh, my. When they disobey God, they were banished from the garden. And even when Cain and Abel, when Cain killed Abel, the, the, the punishment was for him to be isolated. Nobody wants to be around him because he's a marked man. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that we have this mentality that, oh, man, I'm bombarded with problems and overwhelmed with all these things. I'm just going to isolate myself. Don't get me wrong. There's time There's for meditation. Time. There's yeah, time for you time to... for Jesus' right. being isolated. Exactly. Be one-on-one time vertically mm-hmm. instead of horizontally. Exactly. But for you to be alone, that's also an invitation for the devil oh my. to come and have you just on the corner by yourself uh-huh. and you're not accounted for. You're not accounted and you're not accountable. And mm. you're not accountable. Yeah. yeah. And so... You know, the devil is very cunning, and we know the Bible says don't even give him a foothold yes. because it will soon turn into a stronghold. Oh, say that again. What You guys have words of wisdom, I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, yeah, just don't give him a foothold. All he needs is just a small window opening, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, one week being gone, now you don't want to be around people, yes. two weeks, a month. Yes. Now a whole year you just mm-hmm. isolated yourself. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not soul-searching or anything. No. You know, people just like to use that term. Yes, and a precursor, my friend, to talking about the isolation. We're going to get into the topic of the coronavirus and the enemy's use for that exactly. to isolate one another, to tear the, his, the body of Christ apart. We're going to talk about that in a future segment. But before we do, I want to have uh, Pastor Arnell talk a little bit about uh, isolation from your point of view, not only from maybe from the Filipino mentality, but also where does isolation take isolation taking us as the body of Christ in these days is danger, danger, danger. I think Kaz is so obvious that pastors who are isolating themselves are allowing themselves to become a victim in a way because the, one of the reasons I think pastors are falling right now is because they're not, they don't have any accountability. No one is checking on them. Huh. Am I doing it alone? And sometimes the pastors has a tendency to, let me do it my way. You know, I, I don't want to associate with other pastors because there's a tendency that probably my flocks will go to, to to their church or this and that. But, man, it's time for us to really put our our our, our hands together. Yes. And really, if we really want to reach our community, we cannot reach it alone. It has to be a corporate body. Can you imagine if you remove one of your arm my. and let it function by itself? I don't think it's going to function. That's why Jesus says, Paul said that it is about the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. have different parts. And yet when they function together, Mm -hmm. they can do more. Absolutely. You cannot do more when you're alone. That's right. So isolation. Isolation is is a dangerous. But but it's an enemy strategy. It it is. Wouldn't it be great to be on your own and do all these things? Yeah, the first day. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's lonely. Going far. Exactly. Isolation. Wow. I, I, I tell you what, that's a that's a real danger zone. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about the next segment where we're going to talk about isolation and the enemy's strategy to isolate b- believers to not assemble ourselves mm-hmm. together. Oh. Uh, and, you know, and the COVID issue and yes. taking advantage of the COVID issue to pe- to get churches apart, get people apart, and things like that. Mm-hmm. The enemy's strategic, and he's mm-hmm. been working mm-hmm. uh, to get 
he knows that the most dangerous element in in the world is a unified body of Christ because that unified body of Christ brings other people in. And he goes, I don't want to do that. So if they're disunified, they're not going to bring other people in. Mm, Absolutely. Unity brings the anointing. (laughs) Mm. When when people are united, it brings the power of God. It's bringing the... That's what's happening in the book. And Pentecost is coming on May 28th. Yes, yes, yes. So imagine when the, when the disciples were gathering together in the upper room, they were united together in one accord. Yes, right. And that's when the Holy Spirit came down and they were empowered. And Peter preached 3,000 got saved. I know. Without mm. a pulpit, without a exactly. sermon outline and everything. <laughs> you know, and one of the things that strikes me in that, you know, we, we want instant gratification. Mm. We want to get together and all of a sudden all the problems are solved. No. But the Lord said, I want you to dwell together. Yes. And it was after a period of time that Holy Spirit uh, indwelled them, and the, and the you know the cloven the t- tongues of fire and things like that. Yes. But it was getting together and praying with one another. Right now in America, we just had the Day of Prayer, mm. The, mm. the International Day of yes. Prayer. Right. And you know sometimes we go, okay, we're going to go to the Day of Prayer. We're going to see the the blind see and the cripples healed mm. and things like that. But it is part of the the unity together in prayer is getting. Uh, intimate relationships building here. And once you have the intimate relationships, God goes, watch what I can do Mm. with your faith horizontally. Let me show you some faith vertically and the world is going to change. So my listening friend, I hope that we were active. I was my number of people from different denominations. We were interactive on, on the, on this day of prayer, and I, I, I trust you guys were as well. But mm-hmm. I'm looking for big things, and they may not have happened the next hour. Yeah. You know, we say amen, and all of a sudden these miracles happen. No, but it, it, it's setting the stage for God to work amen. through his body. Amen. I am fully convinced that Jesus will not return. Come on. In a time like this, the church are not having a significant impact in the world. Come on. So God, Jesus, will not return to the church that are weak. He will return to his bride that is so empowered yes. and manifesting the glory of God. Yes, yes, yes. His church, which is his a collective church. term, isn't right. it? Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that, uh, Maestro de la Fuente? Again, that's why Paul described the church, the universal church, as a body. Yes. He could have you know, described it as a, a building or mm. some other things, but a yeah. body because he knows it's interconnected. I know. You My know. goodness. Wow. So my listening friend, here's the deal. I hope you're being inspired by this. Is you know some of these insights, you know, they're 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 Bible, you know. And if you've been reading your Bible, you go, I've heard of that in the Bible. I've read, you know, First uh, Corinthians, Second Corinthians, Ephesians, mm-hmm. and all those different scriptures like that. Yeah, it's there. But sometimes it's important to revisit that. Yeah. And also, you're going to hear slightly different nuances of something that you studied yourself. And and you know, there may be a phrase that one of our two pastor friends here that, that they say, and you go. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you grow by the horizontal relationship you have with one another. And also, Holy Spirit may whisper something in exactly. your ear, and you go, oh, and I hadn't seen that before. You know, one of the things I'm seeing in the... We're in urgent times. Would mm, you agree on right. that? Oh, yeah. That's right. Absolutely. And so a lot of the things that we've... You know, we're complacent. We go, we've talked to Holy Spirit. We've read the word. But you're going to be hearing things like you've never heard them before. Mm-hmm. Scripture is going to take on a new meaning. Yes. And God's Holy Spirit speaking into your ears and into your heart is going to take on new meaning and new empowerment like mm-hmm. you've never experienced before. Amen. Because we are in those days. Amen. Would you guys stay with me? I know the answer is going to be yes because you're stuck in here to the studio. You don't know whether <laughs> I've locked the door or not. Absolutely. But we're going to talk about the danger of isolation. We're going to bring it home because... We've just experienced a terrible uh, 
pandemic epidemic yes. uh, called COVID, and the enemy has chosen to use that as something to take away the Judeo-Christian values from us. We're going to talk a little bit about that and how isolation is one of the greatest enemies the body of Christ can have, but what God is doing to it and through it, through his body, Amen. when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Thank you and welcome back, my listening friend. Come Together San Diego, the very purpose of Come Together San Diego is, guess what? people to come together. And so what we are <laughs> doing today is we're actually doing that and we're uh, introducing some newfound friends of the Filipino American churches in San Diego County uh, to share with us some insights. Pastor Rayan uh, De La Fuente is here and as is Pastor Arnel Aquino mm. and uh, they're giving us some insights. You know, the Filipino, uh, Filipino uh, American church uh, has some great springboards into unity that maybe we in the um, otherwise American churches have disregarded. Mm. And one of the value of uh, of coming together horizontally is the lack of isolation. Isolation can be a danger. And, you know, if you step back and look at God's plans for bringing the church together, for saying not the assembling of yourselves together, and you look at what things like a COVID virus has mm. done and mm-hmm. how the enemy has employed that disease to take people uh, away from their Judeo-Christian principles, as was happening uh, left, right, up, and down, not only in California and San Diego, but throughout the nation. Oh, yes, but also throughout the world. The enemy is trying to separate um, the, the the value of the, the intimacy of family. And let's talk a little bit about how COVID may have affected you pastors uh, in in the Filipino uh, American churches, but also broaden the picture about how the enemy has designed, uh, implemented COVID to separate mm-hmm. the Judeo Christian values and the value of unity. So I'm I'm going to uh, ask you, uh, Pastor Arnell, to start. Thank you, Cass. I I think I, uh, the devil really one of the greatest display of isolation is when we entered COVID. Yes. You know, so people get separated; they have to isolate themselves. You know the way, look at look at what happened during the time to about two and a half years. We used to hug one another when we greet each other, but <laughs> yes. now, you yeah, know, exactly. before now when you sneeze, a people fist will, bump. you know, now fist bump and everything. So <laughs> I think it's it's one of the greatest display of isolation, and it hurts the church. Yes, because during the time while, while the church is shut down, people are still going supermarket, uh-huh. shopping mall, and yep. and things like that, but not the church. Yes, and I think the church is still the safest place to be. You know, and and if you are in the church and in the presence of God, why will you be afraid? And I think as up until now, there's still a lot of people who are so hesitant yes. to come to church in person because of that idea. Yes, and it's still it's still lingering. That's, it's still lingering. That, that fear is still lingering, and that's yeah. very sad. But that's the enemy's. You know, it is the, the enemy figures if he can b- destroy the the. When I, when I talk about family unit, I'm also mm-hmm. talking about the family, horizontal family yes. of believers in a, in a, from a church. Or exactly. Uh, ecclesia, the called yes, out ones. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Pastor uh, Rayan. Yeah, amen to that. For me, it's, uh, it's isolation with convenience. Say that again. Mm-hmm. Cause I isolation think with there. convenience. That's I don't think it's the hardships that hinder us 
to persevere in our faith. I think it's convenience. Mm. Oh, wow. convenience is the enemy in a many ways. It's the enemy in a way <laughs> because now, you know, what, what COVID did to us, especially the church, is there are people that are very convenient already mm. and they become more convenient Wow. Because now we have more excuses to stay Just, home, yeah, not yeah, to show up, not yeah. to make an effort to to go. And you know, the Bible wow. says Hebrews, you know, says that do not neglect coming together. Yes. For me, that means effort. Yes, you have to exert effort to be yeah. part of the community, to be yes. part of the body. Yes, but what COVID does is isolation plus convenience. So there are people that are already convenient in the church that will just show up every now and then. But now they have more reasons not to because of, you know, like what Pastor Arnold is saying, it's just COVID. But in reality, you're you're out. Yes. You're not in the bubble. You're just out. Yes. But did, that, did that impact uh, significantly in the Filipino-American churches as well, uh, yeah. Pastor Arnold? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, Cass, if I may say, it has a negative effect, but it also has a positive effect. Yes. Because during the time, we were able to minister to other families as well. Yes. You know, the, during the time that they're going through some tough times. In fact, during the times during COVID, even though we're not meeting together, but the Lord blesses the church financially. And those people in our church who probably lost a job, we were able to help them financially. Wow. So it was, they were surprised. Well, I, I was supposed the to be the one giving to the church. God will use for good. Exactly. But uh-huh. now the church also giving back. Uh-huh. That is something that's really well, mind blowing, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's productive for all of us. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I'll tell you what, the, the God's got a plan for the church, and the enemy tries his little devious ways, but God strategizes that He can even use the, what the enemy means for oh, evil yeah. for good. Amen. So and COVID was, uh, you know, a lot of people have different points of view on COVID. I have a very definite point of view that it was premeditated in many many mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people may not believe that and it's okay it's okay yeah. if you don't believe sure. that but i i think the enemy uh has devious strategies and, and first of all if he can destroy the church he can destroy a nation absolutely if he you know the faith the faith in god mm-hmm. if he can just de- de- deteriorate the faith in god then he can come in and tell absolutely. you know you need to have faith in this person absolutely. or you have to have faith in this product or this Medication, mm-hmm. and this is going to be the answer, and that's going to that really causes the believers in in in, the, in a ecclesia, the called out oh, yeah. ones, to be fractured. And the enemy goes, once I get a fracture, I can cause some real serious damage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, any thoughts further on this? Well, we, so, we've got about four cast, or five minutes. I, I think sometimes segment. people think, well, I believe in God, but I don't need to go to church. Yeah, it's just like I just like your head, not your body. <laughs> How <laughs> is that? It doesn't make sense, right? They believe in God. But I don't want to go to church. Yeah. But Jesus already said, I'm the head of the church and the church is my body. Yes. So why you discount the fact that the body is important? Do you, do you like just the head of your wife, not the body? My, my. Oh. That's a delicate question, my <laughs> friends. Don't try think, to answer yeah. it. <laughs> think before you speak. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Oh, my. But, but the point of the matter is, and we're having fun here as well, but, but the point of the matter is God's got a church. And, you know, the gates of hell shall not prevail against yes. the Lord or his body as well. And the gates of hell right now, if you look at the news, and it's sometimes in your quiet time, you go, how are you going to solve this, Lord? He goes, I got the solution. Yep. But part of it is going to be depending on you hearing what I say and exactly. obey. But the enemy is trying, you know, I'm my personal in, uh, point of view is he, he wants victory. The enemy wants Absolutely. victory now. And the sooner he can uh, disavow the church and separate the church, the better he has to be 
victorious, and yeah. God's church desire is not going to be uh, the 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 what do I want to say the recipient mm-hmm. of bad stuff forever. Exactly. All of a sudden, the church is going to be the church, and the enemy has to flee. Go ahead. And Pastor. God will always take care of His church. Say that exactly. again, Pastor. God will always take care of His church. Yes. yes. He's stirring up the heart of His people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's testing the heart of his people. The, you, the key word there, you said he's testing, the testing heart. the heart of his people. And you know, we don't, you know, in school, you know, I'd prefer not to do a test. Thank you very much. <laughs> but the test is real, and the teacher will say, "The test is not for me. The test is for you." <laughs> well, right. the truth of the matter is, this test that God is using as a test for us is to help us realize how negligent or how weak we, or frail mm. we are in certain areas so that we can be bolstered in those exactly. areas right now. And, so, you know, if you look at the COVID thing that's going on or the, the government thing that's going on or the education thing that's going on or the medical thing that's going on right now mm. in, in America, if you realize that God is using that to show himself victorious Amen. in the midst of these contrary Amen. times, it changes the rules, yeah. doesn't it? Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. We've got about two minutes left. I'm going to give you each one. If you want to, if you want to pray over the listeners, you can do that. Or if you okay. want to give a, a a point of view or a word of wisdom, there you can do that. Each one of you has a minute. So I'm going to start out with Pastor Arnell, and I'm going to hand the baton to Pastor Ray De La Fuente. Well, probably my last word today is it's very timely. Come together. <laughs> this is the time that we need to come exactly. together, not only in San Diego, but all throughout the world. And do not discount the church. Yes. When you remove God in the equation, that's it. I know. Everything collapses. Society yeah. collapses. Family collapses. Yes, so yes. God must be the top priority. God must be the top priority. Now, would you have a word of wisdom, and then would you pray over our listeners as well? Absolutely, uh, Cass. just want to say, really stand up, church. Stand up. There you go. Stand up, church. If you think that you're fighting it alone, you're not. Absolutely. Mm. But the only way that you know that you're not fighting it alone is by having horizontal relationships with other believers. Come on, please. Exactly. (laughs) Elijah was so discouraged because he thought everyone has bowed down to Mm, Baal. And God told him, nope. No. There's a number I, of people. There's still a number side. of people that Come still on, bow amen. down to me. Yes, right, that's exactly. still pu- throwing the punches for me. I love it. So, would you spend a moment, like a minute or so, to pray over our of listeners? Course. And I know people in your congregations are listening as yes, well. Yes, they are. So you can pray over them as well. Yeah. All right. Not only all the other <laughs> listeners, but you can pray over your church people <laughs> as well. Absolutely. And then we're going to take a break, and amen. we're going to use the next segment as the summary time to uh, reflect on what God has shared with us, but also extrapolate other truths. Amen. So. Pastor Rayan, would, would you please? All right. Kind? Father, we just thank you for this amazing time. Yes. Thank you for every ears, Lord, that is tuned in right now, Lord. We know, Lord, that you are a personal God, mm. that you have something, Lord, that you are placing in our hearts right at this moment, yes. Lord. May we respond with faith. Mm. May we obey with faith. The Bible says, yeah. may we not only be hearers of your words, Ooh. but yes, most importantly, yes, yes. doers of it. Lord, may you challenge us to obey by faith, to respond by faith, Lord God, and to stand firm on the solid rock of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bless every listener right now, Lord, as we speak this, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray.
Amen. So, my listening friend, we're coming back in a moment after the commercial break, and we're going to hand the baton fully to Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what would you like us to say as we open our mouths? The Scripture talks about you open your mouths, and he will fill Mm -hmm. it. We're Mm going to open our mouths and trust Holy Spirit to fill it. And the last segment, we're going to go wild and crazy with Holy Spirit (laughs) filling our mouths. I'm not sure what we're going to say, but but God knows. (laughs) So don't go away. We will be right back with full anointing. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Welcome back for the last segment of Come Together San Diego. I'll tell you what, these two hours from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific time go very quickly. And I have had uh, the joy of having my Filipino-American church leaders of two churches in San Diego uh, with me here, uh, Pastor Arnel Aquino and, and Pastor Rayan de la Fuente. He goes, without the S at the end. Okay, I didn't put the S at the end. <laughs> so my listening friend, what we're going to do today might, in the last segment, might uh, stir you or might make you a little uh, cautious because we're going to hand the baton to Holy Spirit and say, you know, the Bible talks about you open your mouth and I will fill it. We're going to do that. But before we do that, it's going to be an exercise in who knows what. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, I'm going to ask uh, both pastors, Pastor Arnell, give me a website to your church, and I'm going to have you, uh, Pastor uh, De La Fuente, the same thing. So first of all, you and Arnell. God's New Wineskin Church. Our website is gnwchurch.family, and you can find us in all social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and everything. It's, it's the whole nine yards. Yes, n- maybe ten yards. Ten yards. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and Pastor Rayon. Same, the River of Faith Church, all social media platforms, um, Instagram, Facebook, and you can download our church app. Just go to Apple Store or Google yep. and search for the River of Faith Church. Okay, and now let's broaden it out. The other the other uh, Filipino-American churches, there's a Facebook page that goes not it's only to It's uh, FEFAM. E- spell that. F-E-F-A-M. Okay. And there is a Facebook Page that are public, which is Fellowship of Evangelical Filipino American Ministers. Okay, so that's for the ministers. So that's for the public. Yeah, that they can visit that and see the okay updates and everything. Okay, now here comes the time of many people. You know, I I was talking about during, you know, a, a pastor. If you know, if you say pastor, I think Holy Spirit wants you to wing it. They go. Uh-uh. Uh. I've got I've got my script for my <laughs> lesson right here. No, but the truth of the matter is, I think the Lord says, you know, I've embedded the truth in you. Now just, you know, mm-hmm. shake and bake. I want you to shake, exactly. shake, shake Holy Spirit up and, and see what comes out. So we're going to spend the rest of this uh, <laughs> to the top of the hour shaking and baking and okay. letting the Holy Spirit say what Holy Spirit wants to say. So. I, 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 let's just start with what are, what are your senses, guys? You can just jump on in. We've communicated a lot of different things here, but a lot a lot of it is really tied to the intimacy of the family, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the intimacy of uh, unity in the body of Christ. All these things are invaluable. What do you think Holy Spirit would like to close the show with, Pastor Arnell? Let me pick up from the th- from the uh, the theme of this uh, this show. Come yes. together. Oh, I like it. Come together. It doesn't mean that when we come together. We sit down, we just sing Kumbaya. <laughs> it doesn't stop there. Yeah. As we come together, there is a marching order. Oof. You have to go. Yes. Go and preach the good news. Go and preach the gospel to all nations. 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, making disciples so that they will obey yes. everything I've written therein. But one of my leaders, I'm, I'm not taking ownership of this, but one of my leaders before, he passed away already, but the, he's the one that he said, San Diego is kind of, if you will break it down, San Diego, yes. saint must die to go. My okay, San saint is which saint. is San Saint Saint Diego okay, D-I-E. So, San, okay, D-I-E is which die, die to go. go. Okay, so the saint must, the saint die, must die in order to go, to go forth in the power of the Lord. Exactly, because it's resurrected power. Exactly, and if you're living on your own strength, it's exactly. not resurrected power. Exactly. Ooh, wow. Dying to ourselves is what God is mandating us, and I think the reason why so many Christians today are so afraid to go and obey the Great Commission is because they are still alive to themselves so well, but we have to die to ourselves and be willing to let go so that a saint must die in order for us to go and fulfill the mandate and the destiny that God oh, has given us. Oh, and through know, the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do it. Oh my. San Diego. San Saint. Saint. Da, da, Diego. D-I-E. Must, must die. die. G-O. Go. To go. So, it's a saint. My, this, what, a, what a remarkable message. We could uh, stay another couple hours know, and right? talk about that message. But dying to self dying to is self. really living to him. Exactly. My, my, my. You know, there are probably a lot of pastors tomorrow. You're going to hear that from their pulpit. <laughs> you know, I, had a vision of, I believe it's, the saint must die to go. And God bless you. If you have that and you want to deliver it, so be it. <laughs> there you go. that is so true. Exactly. We as saints must die to self yes, before we can right. go Amen. in Christ. Amen. So uh, mm. top that, Pastor Rayon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but, but I'll tell you what. What is Holy Spirit stirring in you, mm. Pastor Ray? For me, it's just a question of who are you and what breaks your heart. Ooh. Who are you and what breaks your heart? Wow. It 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 reminded me of the story of Nehemiah. Mm. When Nehemiah heard the news about the broken mm. walls mm. of the city, wow. he was the cupbearer to the king. Yes. But the first thing he did was he prayed. Yes. And not only that he prayed, he prayed with a broken heart. That's right. He understood who he was. That's he understood right. that even though he's from the third generation yes. of the Israelites and it's not necessarily coming from that sure. um, the, that uh, post-exilic um, generation of sure. Israel, he understood that he can tie in his history and background mm. to that to that city, to Jerusalem. And yeah. it was broken down. Yeah. And because he was so brokenhearted, that moved him to do something. Oh, my. I'm going to extrapolate that again. What wow. Holy Spirit stirred in me when mm. you said that. You look in, in America, and the, and the walls are broken down, oh, too. Literally, right. literally, as well. Literally, as well. But also, the, the whole idea about having uh, biblical protection horizontally with one another, too, is, is in, invaluable. And I, 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 one of the things with Nehemiah... Uh, when when the, the building of the wall, what did they do? They they were armed not only to deal with the building of yeah. the wall, but they were armed for enemy uh, intruders. And those That's are right. per family. Oh, oh I, those yep. are per family. Oh, he I stationed like it. each of the family. Yes, yep. different holding sections a weapon of the wall. on the other hand, That's and right. holding the the tools on the other hand. <laughs> so, what's the message for us today? And God wants to build up. You know, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. But in many ways, the church has been with mm. all these things going on. The church has been. Uh, what do you say? Yeah. It's, it's kind of crumbling in yeah. different areas it because is. we have not properly maintained the church mm. as we should. Wow. And God's saying, I, I, like Nehemiah and the and the wall, we're gonna we want to re- restore the wall, yeah. and we want to have different. That's so good. We're gonna want to have family groups restoring pieces of the wall. Yes. And but you but you can't be only 
uh, armed with a what do, you, uh, what, what do you call tool. it? With you a tool, a weapon. but you have a weapon as well. My listening friend, that's us right now. Not only in San Diego, but I think in California. I think oh, yeah. in the United States and in the, the world. world. We God wants His church. Yes. And, you know, as he builds his church, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen. But if we're allowing the enemy to take different <laughs> stones, different pieces of the church, and dilapidate that, mm. then we're not being the church and we're not standing as we ought to no. stand. Exactly. No. So, I mean, this is so good. My <laughs> listening friend, I hope you're inspired by this. You know, the, the saints must die to go here. Come together. Come saints together. must die Come to together. go. Come together, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. that, that is so good. Any thoughts? Yeah. I mean— Again, I, I, for me, it's time to be bothered. Mm. Convenience is, is, is killing us. Yeah. It's the convenience. Everybody just want to be convenient. It's time to be bothered. It's time to really look into our hearts and, and ask ourselves what, what burdens us. And, Come on. And, and the things that's happening around us, that should, should, that should burden us. Oh, my. That yes. should have a, a holy burden in us that will allow us to really do something. Yes about it yeah. and, and, and act upon it. Yeah. And that's the only way that we can come together Yes, that's so if, if, if we're driven by that. <laughs> that yeah. is so good. Uh, oh, uh, wow. Pastor Arnell. If I may add, I think the church has to recognize now that the authority that God has given to the church is dormant. Say that again. It's that is so dormant. True. Yes. And I think we have to recognize that the enemy still have the power. We don't deny that. But the enemy doesn't have authority anymore. That's good. The authority has been restored to the church. All authority, all power and authority has been given to me, and I'm giving it to you. Mm -hmm. So therefore, go. Yes. So we need to use our authority as believers because we are more than conquerors. Oh, that's so true. It's just like an illustration. You know, Satan has the power. It's just like having a shotgun. You have the power. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have a license to that, you don't have an authority (laughs) to use it. That's good. So Satan has the power, but he doesn't have authority anymore. He's under our feet. We are the body. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we trample down the enemy under our feet. I'm with you. You know what time it is right now in a biblical standpoint? We're coming up against a time frame in the book of Acts chapter 2. We're coming up Mm. against the time frame of the upper room experience. We're coming up against the time frame that's called Pentecost. Pentecost. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, the the poor poor church, Jesus has died Mm. and was buried and all of a sudden he's resurrected we, yeah. and all of a sudden behold I give you power to yes. tread upon serpents and Amen. scorpions this is where we are right now the church needs to be aware that Holy Spirit has come mm-hmm. upon us yep. and we're no longer having to do it on our own strength nope. so saints must die to go, <laughs> go. and the, what's happening right now is you see Pentecost approaching, realize that God wants more than ever before, mm-hmm. I'm literally more mm-hmm. than ever before, he wants to pour out his spirit in ways to you, my listening friend, and to you, my pastoral friends, mm. that he wants to pour out his spirit more greatly than ever before, but it can't work unless you have the, the equity of uh, the body, yes. uh, of family. Yes. So uh, it's got time for us to go. Let me thank both of you, you, you pastors joining me. Pastor Ar- Ar- Arnel Aquino, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And Pastor Rayan De La Fuente, without the S, thank you for joining us. <laughs> it's our pleasure, I hope, I hope you have been thrilled about this. What a remarkable show this has become, and it's because Holy Spirit had Holy Spirit's way. Amen. My listening Amen. friend, if you allow Holy Spirit to have his the Holy Spirit's way in you, no telling what you can do, but you're not going to do it by yourself. Mm. You're going to do it as we come together, San Diego. God bless you. See you next week. Thanks for joining Kaz Tater and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. 
Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.